Dear Tyler, good morning. And how are you doing? I hope you're fine. I hope you're good. And I hope your week has been fine. So apparently, um, the last episode, <laughs> or rather on Wednesday, I think we had the highest number of listens on Dear Tyler ever in a day. That was like 100 listens. So clearly you people like Mahamepo. But um, <laughs> anyway, it's well. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we were able to have that discussion and I'm glad it was able to help a lot of people, especially on the community and all. Um, I was meant to do this episode yesterday, but still recovering, still trying to get my strength and everything together. But um, the small energy I have now, I was like, let me just make this episode um, now. Right, so today's topic is mirror on the wall. Mirror on the wall. Um, for those of us that have watched um, Disney cartoons, right? I think the first ever Disney cartoon, 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 the color cartoon, I guess, if I'm not mistaken, is Snow White. And um, I think it's Snow White. Either Snow White or Sleeping Beauty. I think it's Snow White. But um, I think in Snow White, there was this uh, there was this witch that always desired to be beautiful and young and everything. And she would look at the mirror and then say, mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? And then the mirror would now show her um, who the beautiful, most beautiful person is. You know, usually the mirror is to show um, her, but then it now started showing Snow White, so she now had a personal vendetta against Snow White. You know, just typical jealousy and, um, you know, just, I don't know, somebody is living her own life, being fine and everything, and she's absolutely unaware of your presence, but you're jealousing her. Or you're jealousying her. Anyway, um, and, you know, the whole story, she went, gave Snow White a poisoned apple. Um, Snow White slept or died or whatever. Then Prince Charming came and then kissed her. And then she vomited the apple and they lived happily ever after. You know, all of those nice, nice, um, those nice, nice, unbelievable forever after stories. Uh, well, so I was going through Instagram recently and I saw one of my friends, you know, she made a post, right? Uh, Rinret, she made a post and she was in front of the mirror and she said, mirror, mirror on the wall. I am the fairest of them all. And instantly I was like, ah, I've gotten a theme for today's episode. I'm not in a theme and a topic for today's episode. Because um, I think her story, her story was is quite amazing. She's, uh, I didn't collect permission from her, so I'll just put it like this. She has gone through a lot in life. And basically, for someone that has gone through such, it would be easy to define life in a certain way. 
you would expect certain things to happen to you. You would feel that some things are not just meant for you generally, right? But she was admiring herself and to be honest, right, there there was every reason to admire it. Like the video is fine. The dress, everything. The mama is a fine somebody. Did you get? And I realized that just her attitude alone was a message. Just her attitude was alone was a message. There was this, uh, recently there was this um, video of the pastor of Harvesters, I know, talking to a lady that said she wasn't, she had always thought she wasn't fine. You get, she wasn't beautiful and everything. Huh? I think I, I could relate with what um, the pastor said. Because when I heard the lady, I was like, ah, like your friend now. She was like, she doesn't have all the curves and everything. I was like, what exactly are you looking for? You and maybe it's because of my own personal personality. You get all of this, I don't have the curves and all of this. You know, that's, I think that's the challenge of this our generation that we've defined beauty in a certain way. Right, we define beauty in a certain way that if you do not necessarily have some certain physical uh, physical structures around you, that you're not perceived as fine or beautiful or something like that. And she stood, you know, so yeah, this is fine now. And then she was like, she walks like a man. And so the pastor was like, okay, so imagine who do you think is. Who's the most beautiful person you know? She now mentioned one lady that she met. She's like, okay, walk as if you are that person. And there was absolutely nothing manly. <laughs> Kai, we have we have um manish sister, no? We have a lot of manish sister. Do you understand? But I, I couldn't even correlate as to why she would feel that she walked like a man. But it was an overflow of consistent emotional abuse. People had told her so many times, so many times, that she wasn't fine or whatever. And, you know, probably maybe because nobody has posted her on status or something. I really don't know. Personally, I would have loved to have a, like a deeper conversation with her to really find out most of the details because a lot of things had to be rushed because it was a church service. But then the pastor of Harvesters did an amazing, amazing job because he he helped her to see where the real issue was. It's, it's inconsequential, the definition that people have of you if you have a different definition of yourself. It's absolutely inconsequential. You, you cannot allow the mirror tell you that you are beautiful. You have to tell the mirror that you are and then begin to appreciate the features that are present in your life. Do you understand? It's, it's very important. And that's why I loved Rebecca's caption when she said, mirror, mirror on the wall, I am the fairest of them all. Like, she was not telling the mirror to judge her. She was giving the mirror the definition of what should be reflected, if you understand. And I think that's very important. 
it's extremely important for us. One of the things that scripture does, and especially God does, is that he tries to let us see us for who he created us to be. And in scripture, in Psalms, he said that, um, I am fearfully and I am wonderfully made, right? There is a beauty about me that I need to be everly conscious of. In fact, when the lady started making, you know, affirmations to her beauty, to her, to her general self, there was this glow that seemed to come upon her, right? And she really started, you know, like looking um, really, really fine. Really started looking really, really fine. There's this, we have some people in ministries and all that. We, we, we work with, right? And, you know, there's, there's certain times where they feel like, ah, this one, you're doing somehow, you're doing somehow. But the moment they entered into, like, a very comfortable skin, oh my God, like, wow. So let me share a story. There's this girl in my secondary school. You know, she won't just be like all of the, your, your, maybe like your quick definition of ah, beauty. And I mean, she wasn't ugly or something, but she wasn't just what you would, in terms of how we create it in culture, fine and everything. But mama has hair. Wonderful. So she noticed it. And what she started doing is that she started releasing her hair started, you know, doing some amazing twist. And people started like reaching out to her, talking to her, you know, gisting with her. And for me I couldn't I didn't really relate to it at that time. I was just more amazed about the hair. There was another lady to the same way you get she just used to flaunt her hair and people just really wanted to be around her you know, have conversations in fact there were some other ladies that they they made emphasis on their beauty so much that it was like we were almost forced to see the beauty we were almost forced to see the beauty I remember sharing a story on Dear Tyler once where I said that we were preparing for a runway a fashion um, we built around we were preparing for a fashion show in secondary school and while we were practicing um, you know just going through the catwalk me and another lady which I had a crush on that time um, we were just walking together and then the guy said ah this is the beautiful Nisi walking with the not so fine binga and it did something to me you know, and then, you know, all of the little jokes that maybe mom used to do, maybe if I find you, like, you're not a fine boy. And I took it personal. I took it extremely personal. And somehow it, it affected me that I did not even want to try and look fine. Because I felt like anything that would give me attention would only draw people to my insecurity, the fact that I'm not a fine guy as I thought then. Right? So, almost everything I did, I, I avoided anything, the screen, I avoided cameras, I, I hated taking pictures because I didn't want to be the guy that messed up the picture. You understand? Um, 
But then there'll be times where I'll look at somebody and I'll be like, but wait, if I look at the mirror, I'm actually finer than this person. But why is it that people don't tend to notice it? Right? It's because I had spent so much time believing the lie that the lie started becoming my reality, even unconsciously. So even if people gave me beautiful compliments, I felt that they were just being either modest or they were just maybe trying to flatter me or something so that I'll not feel left out, I'll not feel abandoned. Do you understand? So I really didn't believe it. And then my actions also proved that I didn't believe everything that people were saying. Now, it doesn't just relate to um, maybe just physical appearance. Even in your ability to do things. I'm a musician, singer-songwriter. And I remember when I started writing songs, when I shared my songs with some people, and they told me they didn't like it. And I, you know, really wanted to stop. But then, you know, through the encouragement of other people, I kept on at it and I really got good at it. Now, we got to a certain time that um, there was an environment that I was in that music was defined by a certain pattern, a certain style. And it was not my style, absolutely not my style. And I started to lose value for the things that I did. I started to lose value for the songs that I wrote. I started to lose value for my singing prowess, for my ability as a guitarist. There were just a lot of things that I lost um, value for. Now, what happened was that every time I got the opportunity to either showcase my gifting, you know, to be a blessing to any ministry, there was this... There was this thing at the back of my mind that made me feel like I was not qualified enough to do it. And it affected my performance. It affected my delivery generally. So naturally, I could be very, very expressive, maybe on stage. But because in my mind, I feel like I am not the standard. I feel like people will not be blessed or something like that. And to a large extent, it, it always happened that way. And I realized that every time when I shut off my mind from all of those ideas that I shut off my mind from that whole noise and I looked at myself and I was like okay Binga you're a gift Binga you've got something inside of you what you have is unique what you can do other people cannot do it right and that's what sets you apart things just turned out differently you get out sing and people would really connect and really be blessed so I had to get to the point where I valued what I am and what I have right now, clearly there are people that are better than me. And I think that that's a good thing. That's a good thing. That when you meet people that are better than you, it's not it's not a cue for you to be intimidated. It's a cue for you to be inspired, right? So, yes, some people may be better than you, and it's perfect. It's good that they're better than you so that you can learn and you can grow. The goal is not to be... Um, the goal is not to be... For, let me try and fashion it in a, in, a, in a good way. The goal is not to be the best, but the goal is to be better each day. So that even when you are considered the best, your mentality is towards being better. right? And so you're always looking for how to improve, how to, um, how to deliver in a better way. right? So 
I realized that, okay, Binga, there are a lot of people that have a better understanding than you on certain things. So instead of you being intimidated by their efficiency, learn from it, be inspired, learn. We're working on a particular music project and as a guitarist, I'm not a a solo, solo kind of person. I love to just play with chords, finger style, and do some little nice, nice, nice chordal movements. It's it's what I really, really spend time on. But then in the project that we're working on, there are certain things that I would need to do that would ha- require me to do a little bit of solo work. And it's difficult, right? It's challenging because it's not my forte. But then during the rehearsal, even though I don't do it with them, I come back home and I begin to work on it. Now I'm beginning to feel a, li- a lot more comfortable doing those things that are challenging. I could have just, you know, said, no, I'm not a good enough guitarist. Let me not spoil the music. No, I had to find out that, no, Binga, you are good. Once upon a time, you could not play the guitar. And so you learned how to play it and you became as good as you are for the fact that they even considered you for the project because the guys that I'm working with are exceptional for the fact that they considered you for the project it's it's a pure indication that you do have a certain level of quality imagine for a live recording for somebody's album you know come on Binga you're trying yeah and so that's the mindset that I put I really didn't consider myself as physically appealing before and I had to go through the therapy session with one of my friends, Florence, and you know, she asked me, okay, take pictures. I basically didn't have a mirror in my room because I didn't want to see myself. But now I can, you know, confidently look at a mirror, check, you know, make one or two adjustments. And I've noticed that the more I come to terms with the fact that I am I'm hand, I am handsome and I'm a fine guy I I actually have a glow around me now it's not something to be prideful and you know, I just appreciate the fact that yeah there's something about you being there that stands out that is unique and that is really really comely right that's really really beautiful really really amazing I started valuing my voice I started singing more started being a lot more expressive and I've realized that I've improved more. What happened over time is that the more I realized the quality of my life, the, the, the beauty in my life, the beauty in my gift, I started finding other things that could make me even better. So the, the goal for growth is no longer scary for me. If you understand, the go for growth is no longer scary for me. Now I'm a little bit more particular about my dressing, making sure that the things that I wear have a good color combination. Back then, I could really riot, you know, because I'm not a fine guy. At least now, I try to keep my hair combed or, you know, beard shaved or however it is, you know, just have a very good appearance. My smile is no longer plastic. It's really genuine. And I always try to show my dimple side. It's... It's just one of those things, but there is this confidence that exudes in my life. And I believe that it's very, very important that we do that, Tyler, that we make it a conscious, um, we make conscious effort, rather, to affirm ourselves consistently, that we do not wait for people to tell us who we are, that we do not define ourselves by the definition of people, right? So you tell people what people should tell you. 
right? Give people the definition of yourself. Tell them by the things that you do, what you want them to call you. Beautiful, right? So it led me to, even down to my speech, to my, to my, to my utterances, right? Working on my diction because I perceive myself as a world-class speaker. So I have to work on my diction, pronunciation of words, uh, built on my narrations, you know, just to be able to capture the thoughts, to capture the thoughts in, in its, to capture thoughts in its fullness, if you understand right. So, and I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday and I told her that I don't particularly like hearing my voice, right? And so I hardly do, but I'm learning to do it, you know, to appreciate those nuances, those, those, those tiny, those tiny details that make it beautiful. So I'm making effort, you know, so I look in the mirror and I say, Binga, you're a fine guy. And I say it, I walk out and I don't, I don't see, I don't put myself in a competition with, oh, oh, oh see these fine people, let me not stay, Mm-mm, no. I appreciate the fine people, I acknowledge them and I publicly appreciate them if I do get the opportunity. But then it doesn't have a bearing on my own perception of who I am. I am good. I am beautiful, fine, whatever adjective suits it. When it comes to the music circle, I appreciate people that are exceptional, people that are excellent. You know, so I'm like, oh my God, um, how did you do this? How did you do this? Okay, tell me how, how you did this. Oh my God, you're this, you're this. But then in my own light, I also say, Kai Nobinga, you're trying, you're, you're pretty good. Sometimes I just pick up the guitar and I play. And I'm like, Kai Binga, there are very few people that play like you. Um, I was, I did a work recently for, recently, maybe two or three months back I did a work for Deborah Neche and so it was just like an acoustic song so she was the one singing I was just playing the acoustic guitar and Mekoyo was around in the studio and he was like who is this guy that hasn't heard anybody play the guitar like me have I been in Abuja I was like yes for how long he said I said three years it's like and I don't know you know got his contact and you know we talk you know hoping that maybe one day we'd have something to do to collaborate, you know, and build on something. But I had to acknowledge the fact that, no, Binga, you're actually good. You're actually good, right? And express that goodness. So today's episode is really more like an admonishment, right, Tyler, that define what you want the mirror to reflect, Define what you want the mirror to reflect. Tell the mirror, this is what I want you to tell me when I look into you, when I look at you. Right? So I'm not going to allow the world define me through their lens. No, I'm going to give them the definition of who I am. This is me. And so just like Jesus, you know, in the synagogue, when he found the scripture concerning him in Isaiah 61, he said, today the scripture is fulfilled in your eyes, saying that once you've seen this, you have seen me. Right? So I'm giving you this, define me by these things. Define me by these things. Anything outside of it, it's not what I represent at this time. So define me by these things. So you could even try it out, Tyler. Tell yourself how fine, how beautiful, how exceptional you are. You know, wake up in the morning, just say it. Or more. Like I have this friend of mine, Ellen Favor. She does it a lot. 
we'll just post a picture. And Ellen is fine. If you see her like this, Auntie is a fine girl, right? But then she'll be like, oh my God, we'll see all this beauty. Hey, God help people today. Do you understand? And it just looks cute. She has this Chinese, Chinese eyes smile, you know, very cute lady. But the there's a consistency in what she does, right? And for me, it's undeniable, right? It's really, really undeniable. So it's important that you do that. You know, um, you don't have to be prideful about it. You do not have to be prideful about it. But you can be truthful because you are beautiful, right? Be honest because you are beautiful. And you are good, right? Like, just to reemphasize, if somebody is better than you, that should not be a threat, it should be an inspiration that a possibility exists if you apply yourself to it better, right? So you could work on yourself, get better at the things that you want to do. Do you understand? So, and you know, just improve. But then your general outlook of yourself should not be that you are a lesser quality than every other person. No, you are good, you are valuable, and you are worth it, right? Very, very important. So, um, if we could just take our time to pray together, right, about it, that it, God will just help us, right, to see ourselves the way he sees us, right? So, Heavenly Father, we thank you, and we appreciate you for making us beautiful. Thank you for making us precious in your sight. Thank you for giving us the unique giftings, the unique physique, the unique personalities, Thank you, Father, because you consistently call us beautiful. You consistently call us wonderful. And, Father, we thank you because our eyes begin to see it and our actions begin to prove that what you made was truly good and it was very, very good. Help us to see the things that we can improve on and to become better. And help us to always remember that we are precious in your sight. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. So, I hope this episode blessed you. Remember, we still have our sponsorship open for those of us that want to, you know, partner with Dear Tyler. We really need your help. We really need your support. We need um, to register Dear Tyler as soon as possible, register the name, make it a legal entity, and then begin to expand it more and more. So, please and please, if you would want to... um, help sponsor dear tyler you could always reach out to me via our email um here forgive me um dear tyler at gmail.com right please you could reach out to me there or you could reach out to me on instagram right so at dear underscore tyler you could reach out to me there facebook right dear tyler right if you have my whatsapp contact you could always contact me right so it would be a pleasure and an honor for you to help us. Right? So thank you once again. Remember that I love you, I believe in you, and I'm always rooting for you. Have an awesome day, Tyler. Bye.